0: Good evening and good afternoon and welcome to the Ascending Word. That was good, man. That was was like the first time ever that we've been on. Yeah, we're like not the Backstreet Boys. We're in sync. Hey, Hey. good one. What up? Uh, All right. Uh, So it's been a few weeks since we've been back on the air. Russ and I have been super busy. Also, I'm going to say that it was fall break last week. So we didn't record one because fall break (laughs) or wait, what was it? Yeah, no, it, wasn't, it, it totally wasn't like a fall break, man. <laughs> it felt like It was fall our break. fall break. Yeah, it was like our... Break in the fall. Break in the... <laughs> like, didn't do anything. Just stayed stayed here and did more of the same. Anyway, so we have a lot of questions to catch up on. Yeah. Or,
1: actually, let's talk about football. Okay.
0: So, Penn State lost.
1: Uh, you had to... You went right for the jugular, man. I did. Oh, my gosh. How that many times brutal. have
0: I had to suffer through the, my Niners brutal. losing...
1: Yeah, but they're bad anyways. Okay, it's we not good. Our fault. We were good, and then we lost a big game.
0: But that was That's a great game. Rushing.
1: It was. A, it was. That was a, a
0: fantastic game. game. Probably one of the best games that I've seen this year.
1: Yeah, it definitely It definitely was. Yeah, both teams are good. We'll yeah. see how the rest of the season plays out.
0: Yeah, know? honestly, and Penn I'm not State even still has a chance. Yeah, I'm not even trying to pick on Penn State because I, I thought that was an incredible game. Mm-hmm. They lost a little bit of wind in their sails in the second half, and Ohio State kind of picked it up, but yeah holy cow that's a phenomenal game and you know if saquon barkley he could have got going a little bit more Mm -hmm. dude that game would have been in the bag for penn state i know yeah i know
1: if they played at home i think they would have they probably would have squeaked it out if they were at home
0: yeah i think i think the home game is a three-point difference Yeah. yeah and which would have been the difference in this game yep yeah anyway um so russ got a question for you okay and This is kind of a little bit different than some of our usual ones, so bear with me. Hey, I'm a good person. Why do I need to sacrifice more for God? Mm. Okay, it's kind of a weird question, yeah. but like, do you, do you get like I think let's yeah. flesh out what that question is first. Yeah, and trying then like,
1: to get get behind like the what where they're coming from with that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a good person. Why do I need to sacrifice more? Yeah. So. It seems to me like this person is base basing their worldview off of the assumption that the more you do, the better your standing is mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. So it's very much a works righteousness kind of worldview. If that's if I'm understanding the question correctly, yeah. That's what I would kind of deduce from the way it's worded. Yeah. So like I'm a good person. I'm already doing all these great things. Why would I have to do more? You know, because I've already done these good things that should be enough. Yeah. That's kind of the way I'm interpreting this. Is that the way you're taking this also? Yeah. That's kind of similar to how I'm taking
0: it. So it kind of comes from this point of view of, um, Hey, what more is there to God other than being good? Mm. You know, Mm. if, if God is good, you know, there's a lot of cliches out there that says, Oh God, is good. He is good. Lord, he is good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but I don't think that is the main uh attribute of God. God is a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, not just good. Um, so I think they're trying to equivocate themselves with God with being good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, I think one thing that we need to define, uh, is what is being good, but another part of this is the sacrifice part. So it it, it's almost like they're saying good is a prerequisite for salvation. Good mm-hmm. is salvation. Good um, acquits us from the need to have salvation. Mm. Do, you, do you see it like that too? or
1: Well that's that's kind of I guess where I was going with the works righteousness. Okay. So in other words, you do good deeds in order to gain a better standing with God, mm-hmm. which is essentially you earning your own salvation. In that way, yeah. You know, like that's what a lot the the response for a lot of people is when you talk to them is they say, "Well, you know, I'm not as bad as this person, and I'm I think I'm a good person, which should get me into heaven." Yeah. You know, so I'm good enough to get into heaven. I might not be the best. I might not be you know Jesus, or I might not be Gandhi, or I might you know they name off all these people that are you know supposedly the best that ever lived, but they say, I'm not that good, but I am a, I'm a good person and that should get me into heaven. And, uh, and then they also believe that bad people don't go to heaven, you know, and they name like Hitler and all these, you know, terrible people who they clearly think deserve not to go to heaven. Yeah. Um, so So, that's, that's the way that I, that I see it is like, I'm, I'm good enough to go to heaven. Why should I, why would I want to do more than that? Why do I need to sacrifice more, Why do I need to... And I guess maybe you're seeing it more of a distinction between being good and sacrificing as being two different things. Yeah. But I guess I kind of read it as sacrificing is an element of, quote, being good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way that I was sort of reading it. Um, Okay. That makes sense. And so I guess I'll just give my kind of two cents based off of the way I'm interpreting it and then you can give it based off of however you think and hopefully we'll hit the actual intention of the question somewhere right. well, along the
0: way. Well, what I was going to say is like, what, what if we broke down being good mm-hmm. and then what if we broke down salvation? Mm. Like, okay. It like, and think of it like in that di- uh, diametrically opposed kind of thing. Cause like, it seems to me that they're, they're drawing a stark difference between good and bad people.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but they're also equivocating, The good and the sacrifice like you were saying
1: right yeah
0: so do we need to separate them or do we need to combine them
1: we we can go both we can say (laughs) we might as well just say well what is what do they mean by good yeah and I would say that most people when they talk about being good they mean uh, living up to a moral standard
0: yeah you know hey what's a moral standard let's let's you know what let's play devil advocate with this okay why not yeah yeah okay so what's good what is a good moral standard
1: what is a good moral standard? I think I'm just I'm just going off of what most people say, and then I'll mm-hmm. give sort of the Christian response. Okay? Perfect. Yeah, let's so, go. With, let's go with that. I so most that. people say a good when they say a, a good person or what is good, they're talking, like I said, about a moral standard about um, sort of what they believe are either culturally constructed morals mm-hmm. or inherent morals, depending on what their worldview is. Um, about, you know, do not murder, do not, a lot of them align with, happen to coincidentally align with the 10 commandments, whether Mm -hmm. they believe in that or not. Yeah. Um, and so they think the more of those things that you do, the better person you are, you know, or the, the, or I guess more of the things that you don't do. So if you don't murder. You're a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, a lot
0: of people make that connection. It's well, like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not a rapist. I'm not a murderer. So I'm clearly good.
1: Right. And vice versa. Yeah. You know, and so um, and, and that that's all and well. And they believe, you know, if you do more good than bad, that probably makes you a good person. Right. So,
0: sounds Buddhist to me.
1: It, maybe yeah. yeah but uh that that seems to be sort of the pervasive mindset of most people and even some people that think that they're christians that they, they think that that's what happens if you're a good person if you do more good than bad then you deserve heaven and if you don't then you don't deserve heaven or you deserve hell or whatever they believe right right however Actually, it
0: may be more like karma but
1: it, it never mind yeah but yeah. um The the Christian perspective would look at that idea of, okay, what is a good person and say, well, what about the gray area in between there? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not quite as – it sounds great, but when you really get down to the nitty-gritty, it's much harder to define because what about when you get down to – is it just actions or what about when we start thinking about thoughts? Or the heart. And things and the heart and where do we draw the line? Yeah. You know, where do we draw the line with all of this? Because what if there's two people that have done the exact same things, basically, but one person stole an extra cookie from the cookie jar? Uh, mm. do, is, that, is that where we draw the line? You know, where, Because somewhere along the way, you could come up with a scenario like that similarly to where you have to draw the line at some uh, seemingly insignificant difference right. between – Two people, right? Well yeah. based on something.
0: Could it be like that age-old thing of oh the thief stole the bread to feed his family, but he still stole?
1: Well well, whatever. Yeah. So you know? either way, it's gonna be some some difficult to define um line that you have to draw. And mm-hmm. that's how you determine who gets into heaven and who goes to hell, because one person stole a cookie from a cookie jar, they're going to hell, or they're not going to heaven or whatever. Yeah. And I don't mean it quite in that terms. Right. But I mean, that's essentially what you have to do. And so that's that's a secular worldview. um, And even a lot of religions believe that kind of stuff. Christians say you can't do that. Like we are, sure, people do good things, but Mm -hmm. we are, um, (laughs) the Bible says that no one is good. No, not one. Right. In other words, meaning that we're not, we're not perfect. Like we are inherently evil because of our, we have sinful desires. Yeah. We have, um, you know, and so that's where we say we, like the Christians are just like, okay, we're not going to try to make a line here. That's crazy. So we're just going to say we're all sinners and we can't get into heaven, you know, yeah. on our own. Yeah. Mother right?
0: Teresa was just as evil without God. Mm-hmm. As Hitler,
1: yeah. You're, I mean, it, like I it don't want to morally crazy. equivocate the two. It sounds crazy, but in God's eyes, like you are a. If, if you have any sin, then you're not. You're not good enough by definition to be to exist with a perfect God. Yeah. Right. And so you have to be lumped into a to a category that is sinner. Yeah. You know. And sure, there, there's probably a spectrum there, but yeah. the the idea is you are a sinner and you cannot exist eternally with God in that state. Yeah. And so you're in need of redemption, right? Exactly. And so that's the big that's the big picture thing. Yeah. And so like to answer to go back to the question, Christians would say um you know, I'm a good person, why do I need to sacrifice more? They'd say uh well, it's not your good deeds that get you to heaven, you know. It's yeah. not that idea of you just have to do a little bit more to get to heaven. No, it's like you get to heaven just because of Jesus and what he did for you. Because yeah. he was the only, He lived the perfect life for you. Yeah. You know, you, you couldn't get out of this category of sinner. So Jesus had to come and impute his righteousness to you so that you could get to heaven.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, t- it changes the whole paradigm of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we always equivocate religion with morality, which is not true in the, in the case of Christianity. It, it just so happens to be, you know, correlation does not imply causation just because religion is correlated with with a code and standard of ethics doesn't mean that codes and standards of ethics are the means to salvation. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, so I want to I want to kind of bring this back from a little academic talk. I read a book a long time ago. It was called How to Be Good by Nick Hornby. OK, not a Christian book in any stretch of the imagination. But he was kind of toying around with us, this idea of like, well, what is good? What is good? And like, how do we judge ourselves by it? So kind of set the stage. Um, this couple was married. They were kind of like humdrum marriage, you know, kind of floating through life or whatever. One, the wife was a doctor and the other guy was kind of like a skeevy scam artist, kind of low life, not like super low life, but like just like meh. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Um, but he ends up having this like encounter. Okay. Totally changes his life. Okay. Starts taking in homeless people and giving all of his money away and yeah. doing all of these like self-sacrificing things. And so it sends her, the doctor who thinks she's been good her whole life. You know, mm-hmm. she's saving people e- each day. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, but I'm good. You know, she has this whole ar- argument with her, herself, like, but I'm good. He's crazy. I'm good. I don't need to do anything about me. He's making me uncomfortable. That's his problem. It's not my problem because I'm good. There's no way his righteousness and his self-righteousness is is anything that I need to emulate because I'm good. Mm -hmm. But she had never – she never really defines good. And then she starts questioning, oh, man, am I really good? Because that seems good to me because he's doing things that I'm not willing to do. Mm -hmm. And clearly there's something missing between either him or me. And so the nature of the book, he doesn't really answer the question because I don't think he can answer the question, Mm -hmm. but I think we can. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So in this instance, she was wrong. She's not good. She may do some good stuff, Mm -hmm. but in, in the basis of our character as humans on our base level, we are not good there. Like you said, Bible says there is no, there's none of us good. No, not one. Mm -hmm. none of us are good none of us were deserving of heaven none of us were deserving of salvation Mm -hmm. none period end of story that puts us all on an even playing field when it comes to heaven and deserving heaven Mm -hmm. Uh, so that means we can't earn it we can't do anything more to earn heaven than other than exist and have Jesus come into our hearts and take that salvation and be that salvation for us and after that again it's still not up to us Right. That's it. None of it has to do with us. Mm-hmm. We're more or less just saying yes. That is it. Yeah. And even that kind of – we got really deep into theology. We could argue about that too.
1: Well, well we won't do that. We won't do that today. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, that's, yeah, well said. Um, and it's not the idea that – you need to do more. Like you need to, the question says, why do I need to sacrifice more? It's not that you want to, like if you're a Christian, you know that your righteousness is not your own. It's, you know, given to you. Um, You don't need to sacrifice more. It's more of a, you're already good. You've already been declared righteous because of Jesus. And so it's, it changes your desires to where you just want to sacrifice more. Yeah. Not because that gets you a better standing, not because that gets you any kind of benefit, any sal- you know, so sal- sal- as far as salvation goes, though I do think that there are like um heavenly rewards. Yeah. You know, but uh it's not that you have to sacrifice more. It's just that Jesus sacrificed for you to be righteous, you know, to to so you can have that righteousness. And so just out of love and out of um, you know wanting to honor God, you should want to sacrifice back. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the heart of Christianity is that it's that it's that changeover from the works to the heart, yeah. and that's what really is what makes Christianity so powerful. You know, it's not that you have to sacrifice more; you do it, you know, begrudgingly or whatever. Yeah, but it's that you just. You want to, and that's a heart change. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did on the cross is his works um, change our hearts. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. And so that's, that's just, I I think that that's just, you know, the beautiful thing about Christianity is it gets to, and and in doing that, that makes us better people because it gets at the root of who we are. It gets at our heart. You know, our heart is the issue to begin with. That's what, that's what prevents us from being good people. You know, yeah. that's, that's what prevents us from being perfect. And so when we can change that, when Jesus changes that, um, it's kind of ironic that that's, that's what does that, you know. Yeah. It changes our hearts and, and we can start to be, you know, better people, people of redemption.
0: Yeah. All right. I want to end on one little analogy. Okay. So let's think of it as um, being good, like a standardized test versus knowing material. We're both educators, Mm -hmm. okay? We're both in that field. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's think about it like this. Being good is checking off all the boxes and getting an A on a test. Mm -hmm. Okay? Knowing your stuff and being able to do something with it is salvation. Because it actually goes in and takes root and does something deep. You might not know all the answers on that test on how to be good, but you can figure out a way... And you have the capability, you have the internal stuff going on to be able to do those things to be good. Interesting. You're giving me a face, man.
1: I don't know if I'm tracking with that. Oh man, it seems well, to make sense.
0: It's probably way out, way out there.
1: I'm. I, I think I'm just tired tonight, man. I don't Shoot. know.
0: Maybe I am too. I think we're both tired. I don't know, man. Or morning. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we want to, we want to we'll. keep this ephemeral for whenever our yeah, listeners are leaving. Le- um, this could be mid afternoon. We're just after a pizza break, pizza snack, pizza snack.
1: All right. Bye. On our next segment, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: this one's kind of near and dear to my heart, dude. Um, because, uh, our next one is a post that, uh, Lexi Childers wrote and, um, I really appreciate Lexi writing this for us. I've known Lexi for a few years. Uh, she was in the school I worked in when I was doing my student teaching and stuff. And she ended up marrying marrying one of my really good friends from church. Um, and she's just a sweetheart. Really glad that she wrote this article for us. So she wrote an article a couple weeks ago called The Dirt and God's Breath, um, which was short, sweet, and to the point and just really hit home. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that and we'll promote it a little bit today. Um, and talk about the really the cool stuff that she she digs up with this. Um, Russ, I know you I know you liked it too, mm-hmm. um, and really saw a lot of stuff. So what what kind of jumps out to you when you
1: when you read uh, Lexi's article? Uh, well, just just the whole way that she tied in um the creation account to salvation. Mm-hmm. Like it just really hit home to me that like. God's plan even in creation is so even s- symbolic of our salvation like it all ties in together. Yeah. You know, like even at the very beginning God God was showing us in subtle ways, I think, that his plan was to redeem us and <laughs> yeah. um and basically the 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 crux of the argument for her is that you know, we as people in the creation account were formed from the the dust of the earth and God breathed life into us. Yeah. And she makes the connection that that's exactly the same thing that happens when we are saved. You know? Yeah. What what God does for us in salvation is that we are dirt, basically. (laughs) We are messy people. Yeah. And God breathes life into us and he makes something uh, beautiful out of us. Yeah. You know, and it's that whole idea of like being born again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it really is. Like, I think that that has a lot to do with, uh, the creation account. When we talk about that, you are a new creation, you know, um, the old is gone. The new has come, you know, it talk. the Bible talks a lot about that. And so I just, I just really appreciated that, that analogy, yeah. You know, it just really added some richness to I think the the whole Bible and but especially that that creation account.
0: Yeah, because I mean, the one thing that came to my mind was when when the when God pulls us out of that muck and mire, we're also that muck and mire, you know, mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like spiritually, we are that muck and mire, and physically, we were made out of muck. Yeah. Okay, you know, and so God took something that's dirty and useless mostly and made us into something that can, you know, have a relationship with the creator. I like if you step back and think about that for a second, we, we're not just subservient to God. We are children to God, to the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. And when you back it up and you think that much that we were balls of dirt and God decided that he wanted to breathe life into us, he, I, I don't know, that just speaks so much to um how much he values us and how much potential that we have because, because God loved us that much. Mm. And, you know, to an to another extent, this is something that I've been thinking about lately is that God is so very different from us. And I, I'm pretty sure John Piper gave a sermon on this like recently, and I've just kind of been mulling it over, mm. over the last few weeks and stuff. But like, God is just so much different than us that it's hard for me to even fathom like me wanting to take something and have it to be on the same plane as me. Okay. So let's talk about something that we had from the other day. Okay. okay. So I know this is going to seem like a total change of subject, but okay. We're talking about God loving us to have, to create us enough to have a relationship and to save us and invest in us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were talking about this weird, creepy robot yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay oh so (laughs) Sophia. so the name of the robot Sophia, the creepy robot um so this thing was created and given citizenship okay in saudi arabia in saudi arabia and so weird yeah and so its whole purpose was to like bridge the gap between humans and something robots robots robots, whatever that's super weird (laughs) i didn't even know there were that many robots yeah i didn't either but like, okay, so people have created this and we got, you and I got into a discussion about AI yesterday, which I kind of freaked out about. Cause I'm like Terminator, Skynet, Matrix. Yeah. Death. And I'm like, okay, so we created this thing. Okay. And we, in our, in our attempts to be like God, because God has created us in our image, we have the ability to create, but not like he created, you know, mm-hmm. um, we've created this robot, but we don't want the ability to have a relationship and connect with this robot. The, from the dawn of time we've wanted to create these things in order to be subservient to us because mm-hmm. think think about think about how I was discussing robots yesterday robots and machines in our lives are tools to uh, to use okay we created these tools to use they're not people God created something like that's like him so he has the ability to communicate with it and to be able to bestow parts of him into it. That that is a mind blowing thing to me. I don't know I don't know why this connects or how this connects. I don't even know if you're tracking with I it. actually
1: see, I actually see more of a connection with the robot. Whoa. Okay, go for it. I mean we created the robot in our image. Yeah. Like I, Okay, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like it's very similar to the same thing. You know?
0: It just creeps me out, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean it is it's creepy as heck.
0: So you think but, we're like emulating God or trying to?
1: I think subconsciously, I mean, we cre- they created this thing and the image of people to be intelligent like people, to do the work of people, to look like people, <laughs> you know.
0: Dude, this is even creepier.
1: Yeah, I mean, they really did. Like, I mean, we're not going to go into too much detail, but like, if you look at this robot that they made, it has like facial expression and stuff. It looks like a human face. Yeah. It's cr- Very very creepy. Yeah. But but would that, that we goes, die that to goes, save that? Would what?
0: Would we as humans die to save that?
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Some either. crazy dude might. I don't know. A creator. Some of those people were a little, a little <laughs> off there. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but but yeah, no, I know I know exactly what what you're saying there. So that is a difference. Yeah. It's yeah. just that how how you know how far are we willing to go to save our creation? Yeah. As far as uh like those kind of things go. I
0: now mean, the, the only other connection is like our ki- our, our kids. Children. Yeah. I thought like, about that too. That is the only other time that I would probably, I would sacrifice my life for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have any kids, so I don't know, <laughs> but you know, in sure. my mind, hypothetically, this is what I would do.
1: Yeah.
0: If in that situation I would sacrifice myself for them.
1: Yeah. Created in your likeness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, going back to, the idea of being formed from the dirt. Uh, something that I also thought about is in Genesis 2, um, verse 7, talks about how it says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man mm-hmm. became a living being. And to me, that just speaks so much to like this idea of intimacy. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, formed, you have to get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. And so the very act of creating life in us made God's hands dirty, you know? He had to get involved with our mess. Like, his hands got messy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, in a very real way... You know, because later in Genesis it talks about how the Lord God, I guess, uh, was walking through the garden. You know, and so it was this very tangible idea of of God. Um, but and, and a lot of people think that it's a theophany, which is a fancy word for um, a an appearance of Jesus before Jesus in the new Testament. Mm-hmm. So like there's instances in the old Testament where they talk about, um, <clears throat> the angel of the Lord and different things like that. Um, and a lot of people think that some of those instances, including where God was walking through the garden may have actually been Jesus because G- obviously Jesus always existed, right? right you know, before yeah. he was born in a human body. So, and, uh, in Colossians, it even talks about how, he, how Jesus existed from the beginning, how all things were created by him and for him, right? Yeah. And so it's not a far stretch to say that maybe Jesus actually formed us, like sculpted us, and that his hands were dirty from the very beginning, Yeah. you know? And then again on the cross, yeah. they were dirty because of us in a, in a very spiritual way. Sense yeah. and pretty literal, <laughs> yeah. Too, yeah, literally, you know. Yeah. And I, I just think that that's so powerful that like this perfect, holy, you know, spotless—the spotless one, the God—from the very start got his hands dirty, yeah, just to create us.
0: So how much more is that a call for us to get messy? You know, exactly. For uh, if we're if we're diving in, you know, to Jesus, we're going to have to get in other people's mess so we can help them see Jesus so so they can see what Jesus can do with their mess you know mm-hmm. and you know a lot of times that makes us uncomfortable it makes us tired it makes us drained but you know the Lord gives us energy to get in that mess and do his work mm-hmm. you know so if you're getting messy doing the Lord's work be encouraged the Lord can give you rest absolutely um, that's a little kind of a little positive pin on the end of that one which is a great segue into our next topic so this one's several weeks old but russ and i decided that this was something that you know we wanted to follow up with uh one of our podcasts from a couple weeks ago we were talking about football and kind of somewhat of a a negative negative x aspect Mm -hmm. uh it's following up with something of a more positive one Mm, pardon me excuse me Mm.
1: you all right over there
0: yeah just hard heartburn or something okay just all of it uh so anyway, uh this one comes from the Lightworkers uh NFL team uses hotel pool for baptism prior to last week's big game. So this is like a month old almost probably. Uh so last week big last week's big game was like
1: 3 weeks ago. 3 weeks ago. Uh
0: so this is your team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's your Philadelphia Eagles um doing this. And so honestly, I just kind of want to talk about this and talk about how much, you know, um We can use this as an example of of showing light in a dark place, you know, because so so many times, man, you know, we get we get so deeply entrenched with um, talking about the serious stuff, the deep stuff that we don't talk about the happy, deep stuff like somebody getting saved and rejoicing that and just taking time and rejoicing in somebody having having met the Lord and let him impact their lives in a substantial way in a very open way, you know, very public way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is awesome. This is an awesome thing. And like, how many times do we, we kind of gloss over salvation as kind of like, Oh, cool. Finally, you know, <laughs> duh, it's about time you got saved, bro. That's like, are you a dummy? <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds silly, but like, how many times do we have that attitude mm-hmm. instead of the guy, instead of the Lord's attitude, which is seeking after the one sheep that's lost. You know, Mm -hmm. and rejoicing when that sheep is found, or the prodigal, um, the the dad of the prodigal son. He wasn't up. He he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't greet his son with sarcasm. Said about time you got got home, son. Making a fool out yourself, living in a pigsty.
1: You you really feel like people do that? I don't know. I feel like it. I mean, I felt it when people when people get saved. People are just kind of (laughs) dismissive about it. Like I mean, sometimes like because we're calloused. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not like saying all the time, like, don't,
0: we, don't, we don't, we don't, like, rejoice that. The we recognize the magnitude of
1: it.
0: Yeah. 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 We don't, yeah. like, recognize the ma- magnitude of it. Like, and I know it's something that I'm guilty of. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're saved. Cool. Bless them. You know? i mm-hmm. like, we don't really, like, appreciate that as much. And we don't, like, really dive deep in that. Mm-hmm. We just kind of, just, I'm I, I, shoot. I could be speaking for me. Again, I'm vying for uh, Chief Among Sinners with Paul. You know? We're having a competition, except, you know, he got a head start and he's dead.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's going to get ridiculous. Sorry about it, guys.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: So what do you think about it, Russ?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's awesome. Like, so I, I guess basically the Eagles have just been – There's, I, I feel like God's been doing a lot of work with – the Eagles football team for some reason, uh, spiritually, Mm -hmm. which is really, really neat to see. Like I know Carson Wentz is a big, you know, very, um, outspoken Christian and several, several, several other guys on the team are as well. And, uh, so yeah, right before the game, they baptized one of their buddies in the pool. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like any kind of extravagant thing. It's just like at the facility in the pool. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really it, – it almost makes it even more special, you know, yeah. because it, it really is a celebration of that event, you know. Yeah. And it's not – you know, they didn't save it for another time or whatever, but they did it right away, you know. Yeah. Um, And I almost think – Almost like it,
0: the disciples would have.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like, let's find some water. Let's get you baptized, you know. Yeah. Per- profess faith in Christ. Um, but – yeah, I, I just think it's a it's a cool, um, I don't know, it's a cool testimony and um, to, to even see these guys that are football players. You know, a lot of people, there's a stereotype, you know, for football players. I feel like a lot, a lot of the time it's... Um, well, there's many stereotypes, I feel like. Yeah. But just to see these guys that are tough, you know, tough guys out there, you know, you know, taking hits and giving hits and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Land but, the wood. But then they can, but just seeing that, like, God can impact their hearts, you know, and that it's not always all about that. Like, mm-hmm. there's something even more real than that. Yeah. Um, and can soften their hearts, I think, is just... uh just a really, really cool thing, really cool thing to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hmm, I don't know what, what what else we can say about it. That's really all I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, just kind of highlight it and just yeah, like show people like you know that's something that we just need, need to celebrate, like you said. Yeah, celebrate that more.
0: Yeah. So, Russ. We've kind of kept it short today, for Dang. once.
1: <laughs> Finally, yeah, <laughs>
0: kind of got it honed in a little bit there. Uh, yeah. So, what can our uh, our podcast listeners look forward to in the next few weeks, or blog visitors if they do if they do stuff, you know, if blog they're visitors. listening? Oh yeah, yeah. our blog visitors that are like, oh, I'm going to check out the the podcast so I can see what's coming up next week. I don't know why they sound like Garth Algar yeah, from weird. Wayne's world. <laughs> Excuse me. I'd like to come through now. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Yeah. I really make fun of all of you all the time, even though you're just like this anthropomorphic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we really don't know what you sound. Yeah, I don't know. About. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so for the blog, I mean, again, we have new articles coming out every week usually monday wednesday friday uh we have a new article coming out and then tuesday thursday tuesday uh we have the ascending word where we we feature you know this podcast and then thursday the men of means um we've also just been really grateful to get some really good contributions from some guest writers yeah recently uh we've had three so far and we have another one coming up in a few weeks that we're excited about um So actually a couple, um, couple coming up in the next month or two. So yeah, just stay tuned. Um, we'd love for you guys to just, you know, read our stuff and share our stuff with your friends, help kind of spread the word. Um, if you, you know, believe in what we're trying to do here. So yeah, just, we just appreciate the support and hope that it continues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause we want to, we want to keep doing the thing and keep communicating out and, Kind of building up, you know, some of our fellow millennials, mm-hmm. you know, young people talking to young people about Christ. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that's that's our whole vision, man. Uh, you know, just talking about Christ and talking about Christ in a very real way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and it, this is something that's kind of been on my heart for a bit. You know, uh, a lot of times we uh, <clears throat> we, we kind of don't like reframe our vision, you know, for what we're talking about. But I think it's good to do that. Um You know, because it's on my heart to really, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to people like that and really share that stuff. Because like we need to, you know, dive deep and make it to where Christ is approachable, but also something that you can strive towards too. You know, absolutely. And I, I feel like we try to do that sometimes through the jokes. (laughs) Hey, if you're coming for the jokes, don't worry; they're going to keep coming because I am a comedic machine. Yes, you are. Put a quarter in. Out comes some jokes, please don't put a quarter in me because that would involve a trip to the hospital <laughs> 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 see <laughs> here come the jokes oh, all right wow. so goodness. let's let's wrap it up um, so if you want to hit us up on Twitter our Twitter handle is at ascend underscore thoughts uh, hit us up there we'd love to hear some stuff from you retweet us uh, favorite whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it is these days. Uh, find us on Facebook. Leave us a comment there. Uh, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear what you think. We'd love to hear, have uh, questions come from the uh, audience because um, that would be great. Have some listener feedback and give you a little shout out on the wet on the on the air if you want us to, or if not, we'll we'll not do that then. <laughs> um, you know, all those things. We have YouTube. We've got like three videos there. We're working on more theoretically in my head, in our heads theoretically <laughs> they might someday get they might someday get made actual
1: website yeah
0: yeah um yeah russ may fire his uh videographer because he's not doing his job yeah yeah
1: whoever that is that's me <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway uh so yeah check out our podca- podcast it's on itunes stitcher and google play Uh you can always hit subscribe there and uh keep up with us every week that's what i do uh with all the podcasts i listen to it's a really great way to listen on the road to work and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, or folding clothes if you're boring like me and you can always find us at our home on the web at ascendingthoughtsblog.wordpress.com and on that bombshell russell have you heard the word
1: peace